Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. So we're starting a new series today and it is called Refiner. And when I hear the word refiner, I immediately think of the old song, if you've been around church for a long time, the refiner's fire, my heart's one desire. If you haven't heard that, you can just like type in refiner's fire. And <laughs> I think it's a beautiful song. There's also a song by Maverick City Music called yeah. Refiner that is like, oh, it's amazing. Basically any other, that's the playlist if you're looking for like worship music in your house that runs in my house constantly when there's worship on is Maverick City Music. If you're looking for something. Anyways, um, we're starting the series today, Refiner. And I think in the current climate of our, our world, um, we need more than ever to be refined and led by the Holy Spirit. Um, and that you cannot be missing that piece of the puzzle. Do you know what I'm saying? You have the Holy Spirit yeah. as a believer, but sometimes you can have a gift and not open it. Yeah. And so more than ever, we need to be asking the Holy Spirit to open our eyes and ears to be the mouthpiece um, for his kingdom and for his glory, for everything that Jesus came for, we need to be ready to be the eyes and ears and mouthpiece for his truth and his grace and his mercy. And that is in every area. We can no longer um, be comfortable as believers, right? Yeah. We're at a point right now in our world where um, we can't just be silent and just pretend like everything's okay anymore. And we have to learn to be bold and brave and stand up for the oppressed, the marginalized, the hopeless, and the hurting. Yeah. And that means you might feel a little bit uncomfortable today. So I'm sorry in advance and sorry, not sorry. <laughs> because what happens when you hear the truth, and I think Ruthie was saying this earlier when we were in, um, praying beforehand, when, when you hear the truth, it should make you a little bit uncomfortable, yeah. right? Because God is, is a God, our God is a God who changes and shifts us. And we are right now currently in the working out of our salvation. And so if you're not down with that, I would I would encourage you to look at the faith life that you're living and ask God what he's trying to do in your heart because he will always shift and change you as a person and as a believer. There is never a point we get to as believers where he doesn't need to refine what's in us and purify what's in us so that we look more like him. And it's easy to know if you look right, like him, right? Because we can look to his word. He gave us a real clear example of what he looks like in his son, Jesus, we don't look like that, then we don't look like him. And he allows us and, and invites us into the story of working out what it looks like to be like him. And that's by his Holy Spirit and, and the power of the Holy Spirit working through us, not by your strength, but by his strength. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about the refiner today. And I wanted to start by just sharing um, a story because I love the storytelling of the Bible. And this is a real story. This isn't like a parable. This really happened. So if you were in Sunday school ever, you would have heard the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Every, every Sunday school teacher in the world is like, do you have any friends named uh, Abednego? <laughs> <You're> like, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. We all knew what was going to go here. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. It's funnier for me because I didn't grow up in church. <laughs> all right. So... 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what was happening in this story was that the Babylonians had raided Jerusalem, right? And what they had done is they started taking the very best of um, the Jewish men, the young men, and they would take them back to Babylon, and they would essentially be like trainees in a program to become assimilated into the Babylonian culture. And then they would, at some point, be doing well enough to um, have a position of status in the Babylonian kingdom. And the goal was to assimilate them. But they found themselves, these men who obeyed God's law, eating from the king's table and being offered things that they actually weren't supposed to eat according to the law of God in the Old Testament. And so what happened is very much like in our culture today, we find ourselves in the world but not of the world, be inviting, being invited to partake in everything of the world and having to go, wait a minute, what did God say about this? Am I just assimilating into this culture or am I recognizing that these are things that God said no to and not, you know, because I'm under grace, Sure, we can say, oh, I messed that one up. Whoops, there's grace. But let me tell you, there is power in knowing what God said. This is good and this is not good. Just like at the beginning of the time, the enemy will tell you something that God said isn't good, is good to distract you from what he has for your life. And so this is what happened to these men that found themselves trying, they were trying to assimilate them into the Babylonian culture. And so the landscape of their land began to change because there was a statue that was built by King Nebuchadnezzar, and what would happen is every day the, the music would play, and they said, if you do not bow down to this statue that we built and worship it at this time every day, then we're going to throw you into a fiery furnace. And we're not talking about like the cute little cave with the like drawn fiery things coming out of it that we saw in our Sunday school class, which was awesome because, you know, kids' Bible is great, actually. I love to read it. It makes me cry. Um, but what we're talking about is a horrific death that you would face if you didn't bow down and worship this idol. And so this is where we find ourselves in this story. And that's what we kind of want to um, go, where we want to go from here. This is what it said in Daniel 3, when they're faced with the furnace, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego don't bow down, and somebody turns them in, and they find themselves standing before the king. It says this, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if, but even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. So we're going to talk about the even if today. If you're looking for a title or, you know, you're taking notes, which hopefully you are, write down even if. Because today we're going to talk about the refiner's fire in the even if. All right, let's pray. God, we love you. We love your word. Father, thank you for the gift of your word. Jesus, thank you that you are the word made flesh and Holy Spirit. Thank you that you lead us into all truth. So we open our ears and our eyes today and, and we're ready to hear from you, God, for you to change us, to shape us, and to make us more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I love this story in Daniel 3 because it's talking about, you know, a kingdom that's not the kingdom of God. And I think one spiritual parallel from this passage that we can lean into today and see pretty clearly is that this is one kingdom with a king and a kingdom that's opposing the kingdom of God. They're two opposing worlds. And if you think about our world today, 
we still have those opposing forces. We have the kingdom of God and we have the worldly kingdom that we are in and we're in this world and whether you like it or you don't, you're in this world and there is a, there is a force to be reckoned with and there's these two opposing powers. The difference for us today, and I praise God for it today, 2020, is that we have a, we have a victorious king. His name is yeah, Jesus. Right. Um, we sit on this side of, of the cross and the, the aftermath called grace. We sit here today. Um, we know how this story ends. But here we are today and there are still those two opposing forces. And I love that even in the midst of that, the refiner is still at work today. Yeah, right. The refiner is still at work today. And so we, you know, this, the heart behind this series, and I love that it's starting on Pentecost Sunday because the Holy Spirit is the great difference maker in our lives. You know, the difference today is the Holy Spirit has come and stayed and the Holy Spirit is with, the Holy Spirit is here, and the Holy Spirit is available always. But I love that we're talking about refinement and what refinement does because in this battle between these two worlds, and you might be in the midst of a battle yourself, you might be feeling those opposing forces. And can I just encourage, if you feel those opposing forces and there's an abrasiveness in your spirit when you feel the worldly kingdom coming at you sometimes. Can I just encourage you? That's a good thing. That's a good thing to feel. When you feel that, oh man, there's just something that I just don't agree with. There's something that just does, doesn't feel right. That opposition, it's actually, it's actually exactly what you're supposed to feel because God is with you and there's a refinement that's taking place. I'd love if you could write this down, just a thought to meditate on this week as hopefully you're moving through this series with us. We're gonna be preaching this series together for a few weeks. And um, this is just a thought for us today, but the fire produces refinement. The fire is what produces the refinement. The refinement comes through fire. And two things about refinement that I just wrote down I'd love for you to think about is this, is fire removes impurities from our life. That Holy Spirit fire that comes in, that refinement that Jesus brings into our lives when he saves us and the sanctification that begins to take place as we walk out our faith with fear and trembling, it's that fire that produces refinement and removes the impurities from our lives. And what happens is it produces, this is the second thought, is this fire that produces a purity in us. Does anyone praise God for that today? that it produces a purity in us that we could never produce ourselves. So we want to talk about two things this morning because we don't have a whole lot of time, but we want to talk about two things from this passage that we can take out and maybe apply to our lives and understand for ourselves. So the first is this, number one, the landscape of the land. Awesome. So every land has a landscape, right? If you look at uh, Manhattan, for instance, you would see sky, skyscrapers, right? If you looked and just got kind of a city, city view line, it would be like skyscrapers everywhere. If you look at St. Augustine Beach, you're not going to see a lot of skyscrapers, are you? <laughs> I would assume that there weren't any skyscrapers in the kingdom of Babylon, <laughs> unless they were just like so boss that we don't even know because they got, <laughs> I don't know. There probably wasn't. <laughs> but every land has a landscape. And if you yeah. imagine these Jewish men seeing the landscape of their land physically, and all of a sudden, this statue starts to grow on the horizon. 
brick by brick or however they built it, just starts to grow and it starts to change the physical landscape of their land. I can't help but think, if you don't know what the landscape of the land is, you're not going to notice when something's built, are you? Right? If you don't know what the landscape is, then you're not going to notice when it changes. And so I was so challenged because I thought, what is the landscape of my life when God is in control of it? What does the landscape look like when God has set up the structure of the land? When he's laid it out, when he's had his way in my life, when he's built his kingdom in my life, do I know it well enough that when the landscape starts to change and the enemy comes in to build an idol in the middle of my life that I'm like, that doesn't belong here. So good. There is power in understanding the landscape of the land that God has placed you in. And there is a responsibility that we have as believers to know when the enemy is coming in and building something that doesn't belong there. Because it might even look shiny. <laughs> it might even look impressive. It might even be expensive. Come on. But it will, it will ruin your life if it comes in it's not supposed to be there. That's not to say that when God brings something that's shiny into your life, it's not a good thing. Sometimes it's from the Lord and is the favor of God in your life, but you will know if you understand the landscape of the land, right? And the thing we've got to get good at as believers is knowing when to get out the tools, the jackhammers and the hammers and start tearing things down that don't belong in the land. And when I look around the world right now and I'm like, There is injustice, and there's people rising up against injustice all across the earth right now. I'm like, where are the believers with their hammers and the tools? Like, no, that doesn't belong in the landscape of our land. And as a believer, I can recognize when something doesn't look like Jesus, and I'm not afraid to get out the tools that he's given me to say, I'm going to be the person who rises up in the name of Jesus to look like he looked. If it doesn't look like he looked, then it's not him. You know what I'm saying? And we've got to be okay to be uncomfortable when the landscape begins to look like it's not supposed to look. And that happens in every one of our lives individually. And the thing that, if you want to look at the broad picture of the landscape, you you had better know what's going on in your own heart's landscape, right? Because it always starts in here. Because usually loud is just loud. (laughs) Things that begin in the quiet and the secret place that are born out of the presence and the spirit of God. When they reach a place that's loud, it's so fueled by the kingdom of God that you know what people remember? Love. Because God is what? God is love. And so I just want to encourage us this morning as we're looking at the landscape of our land, start here. Don't start here. Start here. Have an authentic response to the love of God and the spirit of God in your heart. And then watch how he gives you a megaphone to share his love to the world around you and see actual change begin to happen. Amazing. So yeah, take inventory of the landscape. What does it look like? What's there? What's not there? What should be there? What shouldn't be there? So that's number one is... The landscape of the land, and number two, is the heat of the fire. The heat of the fire. <laughs> she did so good with point two in the in the first message. In the I first. know, but I just took all of point one, so sorry. <laughs> I couldn't stop. It's <laughs> awesome. But the heat of the fire, the heat of the fire is real. Yeah, it is. The heat of the fire is what we feel. 
Like Jill just said, it, maybe, it's, maybe it's the uncomfortable. I wonder how many believers are willing to get uncomfortable right now. Got willing to go through the discomfort, but understanding the heat of the fire and what the heat of the, the fire produces in our lives. There's something about the pressure sometimes we are under that actually produces something in us that lasts. I'm going to say that again. There's sometimes something about the pressure we feel in life that God, listen to me, allows into our life because he wants us to feel that pressure. He wants us to feel that compression, to get changed, to get um, put into, for something to be produced inside of us. That's what the great refinement is all about in our lives. It produces something. And as we begin to feel that, I, I, I just love this idea of us taking the temperature of our faith. What is the temperature of your faith today? What does that look like today? Can you stand under that pressure? Can you, can you stay there when the heat is intensified in our lives? And let's not be afraid of the heat of the fire. He doesn't always deliver you from the fire. Sometimes he delivers you in the fire. And sometimes we're so upset that he doesn't deliver us from the fire that we're in the fire just mad. And the process of being in the fire lasts so much longer because we don't even realize that Jesus is standing right next to us. There's a heat that we were meant to feel, which is funny because you tell kids when they're little, don't touch the stove, it's hot. You don't want to go near fire because it'll burn you. But spiritually speaking, we have the opportunity to lean into the fire of refinement. If you think about gold, a, gold, a raw gold nugget, which is what was up on the Instagram, you think about how they get that piece of gold to be strong enough to be shaped and molded and bent into something that can be used, a tool. That happens through f- the fire of refinement. The refining process gets all of the impurities out so that it can be shaped and molded. And I mean, I just know from my own life that when I start to feel the heat of the fire and get uncomfortable, I'm kind of like, I'm ready to tap out. Like, okay, I've had enough. But, but our whole life is a process of refinement. And I believe that God gives us rest, moments of rest. But sometimes I think we're like, oh, great, that's it. I made it. <laughs> I'm on the other side. And God is like, no, 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 this is just a little breather because we've got more stuff to work out. And why is he doing that? For your good. <laughs> He's doing it for you because because we all said, God, use me. <laughs> yes, God, I'm saying yes to you. Use me. And he's like, I want to. But there's all this junk in you that we're going to work out together. And he doesn't do it by like beating it out of us. He does it through his love and through his mercy. And he's with us in the fire. I love that in the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they weren't there alone. They were there together, number one. And also, they were there with Jesus in the fire. And so he doesn't leave you in the fire of refinement and the heat of the flame by yourself. He often will put you in community. Every, every time I've seen him bring great refinement to my own life, it's been in the, in the power and presence of community and always with him right next to me. He's not going to always deliver you from the fire. Sometimes he's going to deliver you in the fire. And if we're willing to let go of those things that are part of the purification process, if we're willing to not be, feel like God's just taking things from us, to just take things from us, we can begin to recognize that God is a loving father He wants to help you grow. He wants to help you become who he's created you to be, to shine, to be a tool, to be valuable 
all of, the, all of the values that you're maybe craving to find from somewhere else. God is like, no, they're in you. I just got to get that other stuff out of you. I made you valuable, Come but on. sometimes you can't see it because the enemy tried to put all this other junk in your life to convince you that you weren't valuable. And the more you let me refine you and let that stuff go, you'll have a greater sense of who I made you to be. That comes in the heat of the fire. So as we finish today, what's, the, what's that thing that maybe the Holy Spirit's impressing upon you today that could be removed? What are some things that maybe need to come to the surface that the great refiner could take out? Because you think about that purity, what comes is the pure form of what he produces. But through that process, stuff's got to go. Stuff's got to leave our lives. I just wrote a few thoughts down for us today. Maybe, maybe these might resonate with you, but maybe it's insecurity. Maybe it's fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of... You know, we live, it seems like just fear is just running rampant right now. Spirit of fear. Uncertainty. I wrote this down. This is sort of a testimony in my own life. Maybe it's the love of money. You know, it's an impurity that God just wants to remove. I had that in my own life and it took so much for me to get past that. But I can testify today that the great refiner has removed it from my life. It used to be such an idol, such a thing, such a big deal. So that might be one. It's, maybe it's trust. Maybe you've been hurt. And that hurt has produced a, 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 an insecurity and, a, and a, 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 there's no willingness to trust anymore, no ability to trust because ultimately you feel hurt. But what is it that, that God wants to remove today? And through this series, what is it that God could, could deal with today? Because like Jill said, sometimes there's moments where we feel like, oh, I feel like I'm good. I feel like everything's dealt with. And it's like, God's like, just take a breather. We're gonna keep moving. Because yeah, it is for your good. But it's ultimately for His glory and His name. And for the good, I believe, of others in the future. Because what's gonna happen is as God purifies you and deals with you and gets you to where He needs you to be is you're gonna become a witness to people. You're going to become a, an evangelism tool for the, for the kingdom of God. You're going to become, listen to me, trouble for the enemy. As you begin to speak out and testify to the goodness of God and everything He's done in your life, and people are going to look at you and be like, how? And you're going to say, it was God. And everything He produced in my life, here I am today, and you can experience the same thing I've experienced. It's amazing the way God uses us. You receive that word today. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.